0: Is, is one of the most insightful businesswomen that I know. Sarah is absolutely amazing. Sarah's wisdom, enthusiasm, and positive outlook on life motivates me to be a better person. Her ability to see the very best in people is just awesome. Sarah's coaching and mentoring inspired me to become an entrepreneur. What an inspiration. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe. That each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm sitting across the table from my co host, who is my handsome husband. Adam, hey, what's up?
1: Hey, babe. How are you?
0: Super excited to be here with you. Always. Always. So fun. Um, today on our show, man, do we bring it? We do. So fun. We have Ed Eason on our show. And if you don't know him um, by his name, you would know him by his music because he is the lead gu- guitarist currently for Carrie Underwood. How cool is that? Super cool. And he has played for tons of people, including um, Steven Tyler, the band Perry, Lindsey Buckingham. And he's done the Grammys, be on CMA Awards, um, People's Choice. He's kind of done it all.
1: Pretty impressive.
0: So impressive. And the thing I love about him is he's so cool, so relatable, and he's still dreaming.
1: He is still dreaming. He's a Texas guy, so I always appreciate that coming from Texas, coming to Nashville. Uh, So I always love hearing his story and, and to hear him. Dreaming bigger than what he's done already is uh is fascinating.
0: It's jaw dropping. I'm like, I remember when I met him and he um was talking about, you know, I'm a guitarist, da da, da da and then I found out who he was a guitarist for and he was talking about his next dreams and I'm like, whoa, whoa whoa, wait a second, are you not living your dream? And he's like, No, I am, but I have multiple dreams and I think that just hit me. I was like, You are super cool.
1: It is super cool, and you look back at some of these other podcasts, back to Bob Goff's Mm. uh, in your first episode, it's fascinating that a guy like that is still dreaming, and uh, it seems... From our shoes, that he's already accomplished everything you could imagine. And uh, he's still dreaming and and pushing on.
0: Love that. I love that so much. And you know what's really cool? Um, He talks about in our story coming up, but he was dreaming as a kid at age 13. And he said, at age 13, he had laser focused vision. And I was thinking about what Jenna Claire said from Wicked. She had, at the age of 13, laser focused vision. And I think about tippy toes. I was 12 when I started in my front yard. You were young when you started thinking about baseball. And I'm thinking, we're parents now. We really need to lean into what our kids are talking about because I wonder if these small whispers at the age of 13, 12, 15, 18, those small whispers really can predict what kind of future our kids have.
1: Definitely. I think that's such a valuable lesson. But we also can't discredit if they're off a little bit. I think <laughs> when I was 13, I wanted to be a fire truck, yeah. not a fireman, mm. a fire truck. <laughs> so I don't know if it was 13, maybe six. But, yeah.
0: um,
1: but to to dream early and to, to recognize that with our kids, I think certainly a valuable lesson. And, and uh, you look at him, what a career he's had with that laser focus Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and he talks about dreaming big he now wants to become a speaker and one of the really cool stories he talks about is he plays in front of millions and has played in front of millions of people throughout his career and loves doing that but what he found is when he got up to speak he got nervous and he's like, how can I play the guitar so easily? But when I was coming to speak, I struggled and he overcame that, which is awesome. But now he's helping people. And I think that's a big thing. Being a speaker myself, um, that is something that people struggle with is like, I have something to say. However, I'm really uncomfortable up on stage. And so he's putting together a program to really give people confidence to be able to do that and overcome their fears, which um, I believe that is probably the biggest thing about our dreams is sometimes we let the fears get in the way. And he's once again, overcome that. So he's super cool with that.
1: Which is great, and he also talks about going to the opportunities, and mm-hmm. I think that's such a a great lesson for all of us. and uh, And he talks a little bit about that they homeschool their kids, mm-hmm. and we know from an <laughs> attempt at homeschooling that it's not an easy task. But
0: uh, I failed that but one. But probably
1: to make sure that he, with his schedule and and to accomplish what they're trying to do, that that was something that had to be important to him. Yeah. And, and those are some of those sacrifices you probably don't see when you watch him up on stage with oh, Gary Underwood.
0: Absolutely, and being away from his family. But you know what I love about him is he puts God first, his family, and then his career. And you can hear it in his passions as he's talking and really just the trajectory of his life and kind of even where he's headed. He also talks about, as we dream, to think about being intentional with every conversation. And I think that's really pivotal. We were talking about like, where's this conversation that he and I had gonna lead us? You know, it could open more doors for us and just really tuning in to, okay here's my dream keeping your dream in the four four part of your brain so then every conversation how can it get you to the next spot and i don't like to think about it as continuing to network and jump and you know breezing past people but i really think sitting and being intentional and really hearing other people's hearts and then being able to connect i think god does that in such a unique way and so i think that's a really good lesson that he um shared with us
1: you know, looking back at our marriage, mm-hmm. and so many times you start looking at the doors that open, doors that close, and all those come from those intentional conversations that open up a door and you're like, ah, that's <laughs> that's something that's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden it, it, the door closes and you go a different direction, but um, but you— have to stay intentional with them which is fun
0: so true gosh i remember trying to pursue you i just kind of kept trying to make every door open that wasn't really ever a door just to chase you
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't believe that for a second Uh, i don't know well chasing
0: oh well i'll take it um okay so listeners we are super excited we have ed eason just sit back and enjoy our conversation with ed Well, I am so excited to introduce this musical genius, Ed Eason. Many of you had seen him on TV, heard him on the radio, and know him from being the lead guitarist to Carrie Underwood. Ed, I am so excited to have you on our show today.
2: I'm excited to be here. Thank you for reaching out. I'm glad that we can connect and do this.
0: Yes. You and I met at Dream Big a while ago. You stopped me in my tracks. I was sitting in this room with all these big dreamers, and I actually didn't know at the time that you were Carrie Underwood's lead guitarist. But when I learned that, I thought to myself, why on earth is he here dreaming this big? Is that not the big dream to be Carrie Underwood's lead guitarist? The more I got to know you, you are full of dreams. World tours is just one of the many things you do. Tell us
1: more.
2: Yeah, well, as you mentioned, so yeah, so I, I play guitar for uh, Carrie Underwood and other artists just as time permits. Uh, super blessed, super fortunate, super thankful that I get to do what I do. Um, I, I just, uh, I've been incredibly blessed. But uh, so yeah, so as you said, I am. I am, quote-unquote, you know, I'm living the dream, right? I, you know, when I was a kid, I, my, my dream was, you know, I would watch these videos as a kid. I'd see these these music videos of live concert footage and stuff, and it was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. All I could think was someday when I grow up, like, I want to do that, and it sparked my imagination, you know? like that. It's, it's all I wanted to do, and I'm so thankful as a kid, you know, at 13 years old to know I want to do this one thing and to be – for whatever reason, and, and we may talk about some of this today, but I just had this laser vision at 13 years old, what I wanted to do and and, and had the clarity and the focus to, to go after it. But um, so I, all that to say, I'm very thankful because, you know, it's like I, I stand on stage many a night and I look out in the audience and I, I take a moment to kind of scan the whole audience and say, wow, like I'm doing this thing, this kid in a small town in Texas, like, you know, who grew up single mom, no money and opportunities. Like, I'm doing it. And, you know, and, and more than anything, like, how, you know, how good is God, right? God has just really blessed me with these opportunities and, you know, and, and uh, so I'm very thankful, but along with that, I'm a dreamer, you know, so I'm getting to live my dream. And that, that, that's what, um, you know, from, from the time I was 13 till, gosh, I don't know, you know, just well into my years, uh, you know, as a professional guitar player, I only had one, one focus and that was music. And, then, and, and that was it. You know, And it's kind of grown and evolved since then. And we can talk more about that. But uh, anyway, so yeah. Wow, that is so
0: cool. Did you have your eyes set on doing a particular type of music? Or I want to be with these people. I'm not in the music industry. So tell us how you even get this whole thing worked out and how you get linked up with people. How does that actually work, Ed?
2: uh, Honestly, the, the, the big part of it is it's about moving to an area, right? So if, if anybody was listening to this podcast right now and they said, you know, well, I want to play guitar for a big artist or I want to write hit songs for artists or whatever it is, you know, a, a big part of it is going to where the community is, right? And that's one of the things that I really advise people when I talk with people about about music who, who want to pursue it is, is go to where the opportunities are, you know? And, and so for me as a kid, thankfully, I had the foresight of knowing like, look, I'm in Texas, but you know, at, at 20 years old, I knew go to where the action was. I didn't want to peek out at being a Texas guy who just played around Texas, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so all that. All,
0: so you moved to Nashville, so, correct?
2: Uh, yeah, that, That's correct. So you so moved to Nashville. And really what it comes down to is that at that point, it's about just building your network. And, and it's just, it's like anything, right? The the more people we know and the more connections we have. And, and that's how you start to hear about these opportunities. And then people get, they they get a confidence in your abilities, right? And it builds that faith and the trust in you and they begin recommending you for things. So that's, that's how I landed, you know, the Carrie gig and, and the other things that have led up to it and, and other things that I do, you know, musically outside of Carrie as well. That
0: is so rad. Can you tell us what your schedule is like? Are you crazy busy all the time or you have to be ready to leave at any point at the drop <laughs> of a hat?
2: Well, you know, it, it's kind of, it, it's uh, cyclical. I, I, I I think it's the best way to say it. So there's seasons where it is go 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 go, and it's just nonstop. So, for example, um, oftentimes maybe way our schedule would work when I'm when I'm out with Carrie is you know we'll we'll do promo for a record and go do the TV and all of that, and then that will that will roll into tour rehearsals, and then that will roll into a tour, and then that will last almost a year, you know. So you're looking at fifteen, sixteen months, I don't know something, you know, however long it is of just it's a lot, you know, and then when you get to the very end of that, you get to breathe, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> you, you get, it's
0: so important to breathe. To breathe. So
2: for me, what's really important is when I get to the end of a tour, cause I've been gone for, you know, most of a year and I've been away from my family. Um, it's really, it's really important for me to be able to stay home and reconnect with my family and, and, and almost um, reclaim that time that i was away right so the best way that i can reclaim it is to be really present and, and i really and, and sometimes i struggle with how to be really present and that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> you know what i mean that's a whole nother deal but uh, uh so yeah so it, uh, it it's super super busy it's a lot of traveling like on tours it's yeah it's every night it's another it's a show on the bus going to another hotel going to getting up get, playing a concert getting on a bus another hotel another And it's just like that for most of the year. And it's really, really busy. Yeah.
0: Okay. Ed, now tell us about your awesome family.
2: Yeah. So I've got uh, um, a wife. I've got three boys. Three boys. Three boys. And everyone says, you must be, have your hands full. And I don't, but my wife does. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, uh, Yeah. So anyway, three boys, they're awesome, super talented guys. And we homeschool and, 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 and that's, that works really great with, with my schedule and my, and my kind of lifestyle, right? It's, it's been being gone a lot and being home and it, it, we're able to be together when I am home for even quick windows. Gosh,
0: that is so great. Ed. Yeah, yeah. we talk on our show a lot about dreaming big. I'm still blown away that you continue to dream and go so big. But to get there, I know there's roadblocks, failures that define where we are today. Can you talk to us a little bit about the stumbling blocks that actually turned into something so beautiful that got you where you are today? Yeah,
2: well, I think some of the stumbling blocks, you know, there's there's things I talk about, you know, I talked, you and I talked a little bit about this as far as like being a speaker. And, and, you know, one of the things I I talk about is part part of my story and, and how, you know, Coming to town, I never had the best equipment, you know, and I didn't have, right? I not have the best con- equipment or the best uh, connections or any of that stuff, and and so there was a lot of like just road bumps, you know, or whatever you call it along the way, right. where it just wasn't, it wasn't happening, you know. Right. Um, but for me, the a, a big turning point came for me was before I started having a before I started having kids and finally getting to a place of, you know, and I, and I don't know where your podcast is, and 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 I I don't want to over spiritualized things, whatever. But for, for me, it was a place of, uh, of finally getting to a place of um, just surrender, you know, and just kind of surrendering my plans over to God. And, and, and so because I was trying and, you know, I was always hitting these walls and so hitting these walls. And the one thing that I've always been really good at is that tenacity to just hang in there, right? It's like, what else am I going to do? This I, I'm going to do this thing. And what's kind of been my my, my mantra since I was a kid was, I don't want to grow up and be 50 years old or whatever age someday and think, man, I wish I would have tried, you know? And so that was kind of, that was that thing that, that, that battle cry for me, you know? And, and, and I think that's kind of what gave me that, the the courage to keep hanging in there, you know? So there's, there's so many things where, where things just didn't work out, you know, and it took 10 years of really just struggle and trials and struggles of, of Nashville. But anyway, so, uh, I think for me, so anyway, just finally just kind of getting to a point where for me, I, I just finally, uh, it was, nothing was working, you know, just, just nothing was working. And I finally, for me again, it's just, I just finally a place like, all right, God, if you will open the doors where you want me, and if you'll close the doors where you don't, I'll go that direction. If that means not doing music anymore, I won't do music anymore. And, and so with that, I just started listening to conversations I was having with people and I was kind of, my radar was up. Right. And I, every, every opportunity or every conversation, every person I'd meet, all of a sudden I had this new perspective in my career where I, I was just really watching to see what God was doing instead of what I, I was up to. Right. Instead of what my plan or my agenda was. And so, um, so I was constantly my, just my antenna was up like, okay, is this something, is this a thing for me? Is this something I should go after? You know, and I was just constantly watching, listening and listening to conversation and meeting people like, okay, is there, is, is there a reason why I'm meeting this person? Is this something that, that maybe is getting ready to happen, right? And I think we all need to be very cognizant of that, right? It, as all of us are dreaming, you know, what are these conversations that we're having with people and, and what's going to, who, who knows what's happening behind the scenes or what, why are we having these conversations and being intentional about um, just really listening and watching and seeing what's happening.
0: Right. I believe when our eyes are focused on Jesus, everything becomes easier, even Mm -hmm. common, like everyday annoyances. But when you're focused on Jesus, who he is and what he has done in our lives, then you realize that some things just aren't that big of a deal or that Mm -hmm. it is a big deal and I'm going to go for it. I, I do feel like being an entrepreneur, I have forced things and I wonder why it's not working. Yes. And I felt like I was doing everything possible. But the key was I was doing it. Yes. And when I step aside and say, I can't do this. It's yours, God. That's when yes. the doors seem well, it, to open easily. Yeah, and, that's,
2: and that's exactly what happened with with me with my career. You know, I've I, I just hitting it and hitting it, hitting it, hit it, like all, all my things. And I'm just trying to bust in every door because I'm that guy. And, and, um, but when I finally was able to stop and just say, okay, God, maybe you're up to something and listen and really start paying attention to things and and conversations and things that were happening. And, and, uh, so my phone started to, I was doing a lot of writing and singing and, and I started, uh, my phone started to ring for playing guitar for people, but, but that wasn't my first intention.
0: Okay. So right? that wasn't so I've your always first been a guitar intention? Player,
2: right. That's always been what I do, but I've always, but I was pursuing other things outside of just guitar. Wow. And, uh, but because I finally was that place of like, you know what, maybe God, you've got a bigger idea than I do. And so after I did that, my phone started to ring to go play guitar for somebody. And I said, Yes. And then because I thought, all right, I've surrendered, you know, I don't know if I'm going to go work and Lord knows where or move Lord knows where or or, you you know what I mean? Anything's anything's on the table. But my phone rang to play guitar for somebody. And I said, yes, right. I got a call to play for someone else. And I said, yes. And that's how I got the career that I have right now. I literally just kept saying, yeah, I kept saying yes. Was that
0: a humbling moment for you? Because your first goal was to be a singer. That's,
2: That's correct. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, I just think um, everything that I do, I'm always fascinated to see, like where where is all this going to wind up? Is, how is it going to look? Because I, I bet it's going to look completely different than I ever imagined, and I, that excites me, right? I, I love the. I, I try not to go in with any more. Most things, I try not to go in with much agenda or plan for anything anymore, because I'm just curious, curious to see, like how is all this going to shape up? And so the way I describe it is like all these relationships that people right? these relationships that you start with people uh, conversations you have, or those that, that random little moment, these little random moments that pop up I, I, to me, they're like little dots. Right. And the way I describe it to my wife is, as I say, uh, you know, I, I had this random conversation with so-and-so today, or I had this random opportunity that popped up that doesn't, may not lie in sync with anything that I think that I'm where I'm heading. Right. But I keep showing up and saying yes to these things. and, and, so I, I, I equate them like they're little dots, right? So I have, there's all these little dots. And I'm always curious to see how are these dots going to connect, right? So I'm always curious, like, yeah, like, so I've got a dot here. I've got a dot way over here. And it's like, how in the world do these things even, what do they have to do with anything? And, and I'm always fascinated to see, God, how is God going to connect these dots or if he's going to connect these dots? And I, and, and I kind of imagine it like, you know, those uh, uh, 3D pictures that you used to stare at? And you could see the 3D image. That's kind of how I, I feel like my life, even like the things I'm doing, having these conversations with you right now, even right, right. I, they're all. These are all just the little dots. And I just know it. I kind of imagine it like at some point I'm going to be able to look back, get far enough away from the wall, if you will, of dots and be like, wow, there's the picture. And eventually all these little dots are going to create a a super clear focus. Tell
0: me you preach that when you speak, because that is awesome. That makes just so much sense. (laughs) Like as a kid, those 3D pictures, they don't make sense. And then bam, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) Now tell me this. You are so busy. But you also speak uh, like I know one of the big things that you have talked about was that you have three life changing lessons is something that you can share with us or are you do we need to sign up to hear you speak someplace before you reveal the three big secrets?
2: <laughs> well, uh, you know, in a nutshell, I talk about I, I, I talk about I kind of share my stories of my career uh, uh, carving out a career and I, I talk about um, uh, different different pivotal moments in my career. And I talk about showing up, you know, showing up even when it's hard, even when you're insecure, even when you feel pressure pushing up against you to continue to show up for any opportunity or challenge that's put in front of you, right? So showing up, that's like really, really the key, right? We just continue to show up even when we're scared to death. That's Bob, as Bob says, Bob Goff, right? He says like living on the edge of yikes, right? Yes. It's like we get these opportunities and, and so many of us, right? We all get these opportunities and they scare the hell out of us, right? They're scary. A lot of these things are super scary. And just having the courage to say, I'm going to show up. Right. And I don't know how I'm going to pull this off. And I don't even know if I'm the best or most qualified. And maybe I'm probably not the most qualified. And so I talk about the, the importance of showing up. And with that, I talk about knowing there's a backstory and having a, a piece inside about that, that there are things working behind the scenes that you can't possibly see or know. And I'll share a story about just kind of my my story about showing up for something and, and and I didn't do a good job for for a big audition for a big major group and and uh, but having this peace inside knowing that if this is where I'm supposed to be, I God can craft a bigger backstory than I can ever imagine and give me an opportunity where maybe somebody else is more deserving, yeah. right? Yeah. And so so with that, I'm able to have a crazy. I maybe I'll have peace inside. So it's, a, so I can show up for these opportunities, right? I may may not be the most qualified. I may not be the best. I might, might, might not be the most eloquent speaker, the most, the best, you know, a technical guitar player, whatever it is. But if this is where I'm supposed to be, then none of that matters, right? Because there's things happening behind the scenes and, and, and that can create opportunities for you that, that you would think there wouldn't be one. And so yeah. with that, I'm able to have this peace inside when I show up for those things, just that it doesn't matter if I'm not the best or the, or the most talented for this or most qualified. And, and, and then finally, I just talk about surrender and surrendering your plans, you know, and surrendering your plans over to God. And, and, and again, I kind of share a story like what I briefly what I share with you. So that's it. That's kind of the, that's the, that's the core of one of my talks that I do, you know?
0: Wow. And people need to hear your message, Ed. So many people are waiting for the perfect moment and don't show up because they don't feel qualified. I love how you just say it. Show up, do the work, be the best you can be, and when the opportunity is right, it'll happen.
2: That's correct. So cool. and, and here's the thing. Most people won't show up. You know, like most mo like here's the deal. So if you put, you know, a hundred people in a room that you think that that, that um are better than you, well, you will wind up beating most of those people if you show up because most of those people are hearing the same lies in their head and they won't show up. You know? Right. So just the things we sell, tell ourselves, right? So exactly. true. Exactly. So, anyway, you yeah, yeah. have
0: been around some pretty amazing people in your industry and your life. Who have been the top three most influential?
2: Well, I think I, th- I think I, one of them would, would would be my mom. And, and, and it's funny because I'm not like mama's boy or anything like that, you know. But I just think about I think like <laughs> I'm just but I, I think about my mom. You know, she was a mom with three kids and decided she wanted to go to vet school, you know, and and then, then became a single mother with three kids and stayed in vet school. And she just would have these dreams and just, and just like, just do it, you know, and, and, or she'd have other ideas, Think, well, why can't we just move over to wherever and do this, whatever thing. And not, not, not everything worked out well, but it really instilled in me this thing of, of a, why can't I, you know, and so that I, I really think that she she really had a pivotal part in me being able to witness somebody who's just going after this this big change and not not afraid to do it. Who cares? Let's go for it. So I probably picked a lot of that up from her. <laughs> Love that. Um, I, I had a stepdad who uh, he he would make us I would work for him after school when I was like 13, 14, 15 years old. And uh, I, I would work only a few hours at, at a time, and he would get mad at me. Eventually, he fired me because I wouldn't work enough. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go home and play guitar, and he's like, "You know, hey, if you're not going to come get serious, come here and work." And you wanted you just not come anymore. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but before he fired me, he would take the time. We would do in the middle of the day. He would take me and the other four or five guys who worked for him. And on the clock, he would have us all sit down in chairs and he would put on like Tony Robbins cassettes and people like that. And I, that was my first introduction to hearing those concepts and those thoughts, right? As far as dreaming big and taking action and, and, right? and, and all these things that, um, you know, imagine being 14, 15 years old and somebody equipping you with those tools. You know, most of us don't get that till, you know, I feel like I'm still having to learn a lot of those things. But but I I really believe listening, the, you know, the hour at a time that he would sit us all down on the clock and make us listen to that. I really believe that that really planted some pivotal seeds for me gosh you know? i love that yeah.
0: i think about what you're doing with speaking and being able to unlock people's minds and that's what they were able to do for cool. you and yeah. then maybe yes. you didn't Correct. realize it but that's huge and then
2: i think uh and then I, I would put bob bob goff as probably one of the other guys um and i'm gonna put another person in there i'm gonna put a fourth person in here too i love but, uh, that but, uh, bob, yep. i put bob in there because he's bob right and we know we all we all know Bob and, and he just, uh, he just, he challenges me to, to keep, you know, to just keep going bigger, you know? And, and so uh, I just, you know, I think the world of Bob love him and, and, uh, but I, I, I would say he's, he's definitely been one of those guys. Absolutely. For me. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, uh, a fourth one, there's a Canadian artist named Paul Brandt and, and, uh, he's like the Garth Brooks of Canada. Like, wow. Yeah, like as soon as oh. you, as soon as you get the customs in Canada. They'll say, what are you doing here? And they're all rude with you and, you know, they're kind of whatever. And then all of a sudden they find out I'm there to play with Paul Brandt. And they're like, you know, oh, well, w- welcome, sir. You know, it's like they all love him. So, but he's one of those guys that, it's just as a person, personally, like he, he's such a fantastic guy and a great guy. Like he's one of those guys that I get around and I've done a couple tours with him. And, and he encourages me just when I'm around him that he encourages me just to be even just be better version of myself. Like he just, just, just the way he is. Just he, It just challenges me. Like, man, he, 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 he's a, he's just a great guy, but um, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but he's just one of those, you you know, you get around some people and they're like, Absolutely. they rub off on you and you're like, man, I I'm such a slacker. You know, whether that whether that's whether whether that's spiritually or as professionally, you know, those people are so so good
0: to be around because that's Bob for me. Every time I'm with him, I just want to go where he goes and do what he does because he impacts the world in such a magnificent way that shines Jesus for everybody.
2: You're eight plus one. Yeah. You know, when you go to dinner, when you go to kids, when you go to dinner with uh, with, with children and a baby, it's like you know, it's two and a half. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Lastly, Ed, you're a connector. Yes. This is so separate from your music world, but you are connecting investors mm-hmm. with people in the Silicon Valley. Can you tell us a little more about that?
2: Yes. Um, so, just through a random series of events, I, I, I started building a relationship with somebody out in Silicon Valley who created a startup. Or a startup uh, app, and I ca- I went on board with these guys. I was exploring my own idea, and so I they had a similar thing going on, and we started building this relationship. And this guy says, "You know, Ed, why don't you just come over here and do this with us, and and start connecting us and being a connector, and then connect with influencers and and different people." And and I jumped at it for a couple of reasons. One was this guy. He is the CEO of another, or actually two other companies. They're both $100 million companies. So he's the CEO of these two other companies. And I'm getting to come alongside him with this startup, this other startup he's doing, and get to be a part of the process with them. You know, and, and so it was a uni- it's a unique opportunity for me when I'm around those guys because not coming from a business background, and I get to be around these high you know, what I, you know, what I call these superstar guys in, in the business world. Right. And I get to glean so much information from them firsthand. And so I really just latch on to every word and every, every meeting and everything. So that, so I, I started working with those guys, helping to connect dots and and um, bring influencers on, alongside them and what they're doing. And what I discovered during that process is something that I've always kind of known about myself, but it really brought it. Forward, which is I love relationships. I love relationships, and I realized through this process, like relationships are very easy for me, right? It's very easy. It's easy for me to engage and connect with people personally. And doing this with them, it really opened up that side of me of how much I just I love relationships, you know, and and connecting people and 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 not only connecting people, but how can I like you reaching out to me? I'm like. In a second, I was like, "I'm in, yes," because I love just getting to like. I feel like I'm starting a relationship with you and what you're doing, and getting to be a part of it, and whatever I can do. So all that to say, so and then that's just kind of spawning and working from from them, and then going to another tech company and doing the same thing for them. And, and, and so that's just that's that's it, you know,
0: Ed, you are an absolute dream to have on this show. I just so appreciate your time, yeah, thank you. your energy and your devotion to our Destined for Greatness podcast.
2: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're you make it easy. See, I'm just sitting here just enjoying the conversation. So you're natural. I love that I'm getting to do this, and I'm excited for you and everything that you're creating. And this is going to be a fun season for you. And
0: I can't wait to see what you have next.
2: <laughs> hey, uh, have an amazing afternoon. And th- again, thanks for reaching out. And you reach out anytime if I can ever help with anything. And, I sure will. And, and Thank you so you're much. You're welcome. All right. Bye bye. Bye.
0: If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place. And to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, you are destined for greatness.